So I know we talked about Halloween on our last intro, but we are going on Saturday. We're going to go out to the Howling Dog. Mm-hmm. And this will be our first time. Actually, yeah. will this be our first time you and I going out together? Like really going out? Mm-hmm. It's probably also the first time I've gone out in... I don't even know how long. Yeah, it's been a while for me. Yeah. But it's fun. I like it that way. Same. Like every once in a while, have a blast, and but then you're tired after <laughs> for a while. Yeah, for sure. I It's not something that I like to do on a regular basis, but when I do, I always have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, going with the amount of people that are going is a good Yeah good size i also think i'm really curious to see how steven and alonzo interact me too like in that setting yeah also it's going to be awesome because it's halloween so we get to dress up right (laughs) and put on way more makeup and do stuff to my hair that i never do same yeah yeah i'm really excited we both should have really cool makeup tomorrow yeah so what what are you gonna be i'm gonna be beetlejuice which is so cool. You're so much better at costumes than I am. I we'll feel see. Like. I'm I'm a little skeptical. I feel like I have to have good hair and good makeup. And I'm a little Is his hair I'm green? Nervous. Are you yeah. doing your hair green? Mm-hmm. You have like spray? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. And Alonzo? It's going to be Freddie Mercury. Perfect. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. You like how the first thing that I said when I came in, I was like, so you're going to be Freddie Mercury? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we were just talking about it, too, so. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So I am revamping my Poison Ivy costume. As much as I would love to be Poison Ivy again, I didn't want to repeat the same thing, but I love that costume. So I am modifying it Mm -hmm. to be Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. It's going to look awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And Steven's going to be father time. And that's going to look really cool. But I'm like, excited. <laughs> but like a young-ish father time, yeah. but not really. I don't know. It's going to look interesting. We'll post pictures, I'm sure. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think um, RJ's going with us as well. Fun. And you guys, Nancy, Marie, I think Jesse's going. I didn't even think to, like, ask Nancy if Jesse was going. She'll bring him. I'm sure. I know. Jordan. She'll, she'll bring him. <laughs> we'll just run that back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I told my friend um, Stephanie, both of them. Oh, I told cool. both Stephanies, like, we were going. Um, it didn't sound like either of them were. <laughs> they were like, okay (laughs) sounds good have fun (laughs) um and then sierra and terrence so oh they are coming i think so okay i think they have some things to go to before so we'll see See if we're out that late yeah for (laughs) real because i'm we're gonna spend all this time uh, getting ready we might be home before midnight so she's like really i mean i just we'll see where the night takes us but yeah (laughs) It's just, it's a lot of commitment when you have a kid that you know, like, no matter how you're feeling, yeah, you're going to have to take care of that kid. And that kid's going to be up. At least, well, you, Juby's staying with your parents, right? Mm-hmm. Charlotte is nah. staying home. And we just have someone, like, hanging out at the house, you know, while she's sleeping. So 
it's gonna be rough (laughs) we'll be good yeah it'll be good is cheyenne doing anything i don't know i was just thinking yeah i'm gonna invite her yeah we should definitely double check with her um this is her episode Mm -hmm. uh she we talked a lot about her son that was pretty much the main focus of the conversation um her son blaze has autism Mm -hmm. and kind of her journey through having him and then realizing that he was autistic and kind of what she's done since and i know you've been kind of along for the ride Mm -hmm. through all of that but that was really cool for me to hear from you know yeah it's it's fun to hear her talk about it um or just like relive it again but she just has learned so much I think about herself and um as a person as a mom it's fun to like hear her talk about it because I yeah I got to watch her kind of transform yeah I'm sure that I mean being a parent definitely you grow up really quick Mm -hmm. I mean you don't even realize that you're not grown up until you have a kid and (laughs) then they let you realize real quick that you were not grown up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can imagine that that kind of pushes you even further when you have a child that has a disability or, or mm-hmm. something that makes them a little bit different. different yeah. Um, she's a rock star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, you can tell that she just, I mean, she has the perfect uh, heart. Yeah. yeah. The, and, and spirit for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is no, you know, this is not a burden this is exactly what she was meant to do yeah and she lives that and you can tell mm-hmm. i'm excited for this episode yeah <laughs> it's a really good one um she's just she's amazing to, not um, all of her story aside she's an amazing speaker yes yes She's going to be flipping out when she hears you say that. Uh, You think so? Yeah. (laughs) She just, I mean, she's just got, she's got what we, at least what I've looked forward to with with people that we're recording with. Um, She started talking when we first started and I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. like this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. Like she's going to like, we don't have to tell her to like talking to the mic or get closer. She's weird like me. She would like to do um, like ted talks like i think that's like one of her number i think she literally writes that in her journal every day oh that she but um side note speaking of her journal she's really big into journaling um and she uses rachel hollis's like journal i can't remember what it's called but it's pretty cool anyways if you're listening you should check it check that out <laughs> i'm um, gonna check it out yeah yeah that's cool i've never really been big into like journaling or writing um but i i know that it helps a lot of people and it's always something that i've thought about doing yeah um i used to journal i feel like i have like periods of time where i'm like this is great for everything my mental health all that and then i have other periods where i'm like you know what no (laughs) if you journal if you're listening and you journal and it helps you and you found that it helps you or it was hard to start but once you got started it did help you. that's what it is it's hard to start yeah like i mean like anything right it's that's like the hardest part but let us know i'd like to know like what people do if they feel like they have to journal a lot or if it's just you know every day or if it is just kind of random when it when it hits you Mm -hmm. i'm curious so Cheyenne was really honest and open and 
she was a lot of fun to talk to. I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun listening to her. So I guess let's just start. I mean, we kind of know what um, we were going to talk about. I really wanted to touch base on Blaze's, <laughs> you and Blaze's story. Yeah. Oh, Blaze. I know. <laughs> I love him so much. I think we were, we must have been at your parents' house and he said something to Alonso, and it was so funny. We were just, like, cracking up, and Alonso was just like, <laughs> <laughs> That's like, hilarious. what? <laughs> um, but I just remember specifically uh, when you had him at yeah. the hospital, like, being at the hospital, and I remember him being in another room, and you'll have to correct me on, like, what, where he was at, um, but he was in another room, and I remember your mom just being, like, over the moon excited like just so happy that he was here she was like oh come here like you can look at him through this little crack and I'm like okay (laughs) so (laughs) I go in I'm pretty sure she had like 20 cups of coffee by that time like I just remember most likely wired (laughs) yes (laughs) like running on fumes but also caffeine and um he was in just like a little um bassinet like the plastic like bassinet things I think but you could just the blinds like Mm -hmm. the commercial blinds like just a teeny little like sliver (laughs) and if you had to be like right in the right spot to like see see him him. she was just sitting there (laughs) like like, look he's right yeah like you see him it was was the best um obviously not could have been better circumstances. Oh, of right, course. But, but I was gonna say, I think maybe even when I was pregnant or something, you like you gave me like a quick, like lowdown of <laughs> of your birth Possibly. story. <laughs> Possibly, and now I try not to share too much because I don't want to scare first time moms. But then again, I'm like, well, maybe I should because there was a friend of mine who just had a baby, and she went through a very similar experience. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say anything. And so I'm like, oh, maybe oh I should have said something. <laughs> yeah, like maybe I should have prepped her. But, you know, who can it's prepare so, you? And yeah, and it's yeah, like, in that moment, you're not thinking in your head like, oh, man, Cheyenne told me I shouldn't do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It could help, you know, someone yeah. like planning and stuff. But when you're in that moment, like, mm-hmm. you're going to do whatever you're going to do. Right? <laughs> Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You're on adrenaline, whatever medicine, yeah. if you took any medicine or epidural or whatever at the time. And Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 So um, what was this, like, what was the situation? What happened? So with Blaze, um, I was in labor for over 24 hours. And so it was, we were there for a really long time, hence probably why my mom was like over caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when he, at the 24 hour mark, she was like, it's really, we need to have you, have you start. And I was finally fully dilated. So we started pushing and stuff. And um, he wouldn't come out. He was stuck. And so my OBGYN had to like come down and like push down on my ribs to get him out. Mm -hmm. And when he came out, I hurt. Um, But when he came out, he came out blue. And there was merconium and distress. So they like showed him to me and then they quickly took him away and just put him in that little, they have that little station right by you um, or a little ways from the bed or wherever it is. Um, and so they tried reviving him um, because he wasn't breathing. And so finally they revived him and he started peeing everywhere and everybody <laughs> got all excited because he was peeing everywhere. But still in that moment, um, 
that Dr. Archer put him in a swaddle, brought him back to me, but she's like, I've got to take him. And yeah, I was like, got to monitor. Okay. Like, I wasn't sure what was kind of happening at the time. Um, so then they take him into the other room where Jordan and they, it was a completely closed off area. It looked like it was like a pre-NICU mm-hmm. possible area. Um, but the reason why they took him in there is because he started having seizures. Okay. So I'm, a, I'm, I, th- by now, it was from, like, lack of oxygen throughout that process, why he came out blue, that kind of thing. So he had a couple seizures, and he was um, – it was basically like a foot pedaling motion with babies. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's not, like, a big shaking thing. Oh, it can be – seizures can um, – yeah, and I didn't know that either until going through all of this. But um, it, he just kept doing this foot pedaling thing, and they were saying, you oh, know, that is a seizure, and that is what he's – so they were trying to get that under control. Unfortunately, they didn't have the equipment there or whatever to keep him under control. So they decided that they wanted to medevac him. So they came back and told me. And by this time, I'm like, okay, don't freak out. Stay calm. Yeah. Stay calm. Which, by the way, I don't know how you did it. Or maybe (laughs) you don't think that you did it. But the whole time I was like... Oh, my God. Cheyenne is, like, <laughs> holding it together. I'm, like, not sure what's going on. Me not being a mom at the time. Like, sure. all of it is just super brand new to me. But I just remember thinking, like, she is keeping it together. Like, I would be a mess. Yeah, which yeah. I'm sure you were on the inside. Yeah. But I just, yeah, definitely kudos for – because I think at Thanks. one point I told you and you were, like, I have to. I have to. Exactly. I have to. Yeah. And I was That's like, damn. Like, we're <laughs> still connected, me and that yeah. child. Yeah. So if I freak out, he's going to feel it in some way. And Blaze, to this day, even with other people, if they're having emotions and stuff energy, like yeah. that, yeah, he feels it and then he gets distressed and overwhelmed. Or if there's an exciting energy, he feels that same, like it's an excess for him. Um, and so I immediately, the nurse, she was the best lady. If I could remember her name, I would <laughs> give her. I wish like, I could remember <laughs> some of my nurses' names too. Right. Yeah, she was there. amazing. She's like, okay, we're going to help you get you out of here. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is you need to start walking because I had an epidural. And so oh. she's like, we need to get you moving so that you can go with him on the plane. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, I couldn't go with him because I hadn't been... I gave birth at Gosh. 1 o'clock, and I think I had they had to wait like eight hours so I wouldn't be a liability for the medevac team. And it was like five hours in, and they're like, we've got to take him. Mm-hmm. So his biological father, I was like, you've got to go with him. Somebody needs to go with Yeah. Blaise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. To Anchorage? To Anchorage. So and so your child is just born. Just born and, and gone. You haven't really held you. him at this point. No, I oh got to gosh. just like touch his face and maybe Aww. kiss him and then he got like taken away. Yeah. It was a lot <laughs> for <Yeah>. one day. <laughs> yeah. For a few hours. For a few yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so Especially luckily you'd been in labor for over twenty four hours, so you're like waiting, 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 and crazy. then yay, he's here and oh, Bye. What is happening? Where he has to go? Okay. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I get there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I got discharged that night because my nurse was amazing. And she's like, you can go home. Like, you're, you've, they monitored me and they're like, you're fine. You're walking. You're, you're, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're good. My mom was holding my hand as we were walking laps around the, the, 
the third floor, whatever floor, second, second floor, floor, second yeah. floor, mm-hmm. the pregnancy floor. <laughs> <laughs> the one with all the pregnant ladies walking around. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I got discharged that night, went home, and my parents' friends, I love this town. I love Fairbanks <laughs> because when something happens, everybody helps you in more ways than one they gave my parents smiles and she booked me a flight the next morning I got to sit first class go from there just to Anchorage but still it's that was just that's what you amazing. Need. Well, yeah. also you're that much closer to the front of the door which means you are that much faster True. off the plane exactly that, that would that would totally make me feel better it was <laughs> like, so amazing and then from there they I took a taxi to Providence Hospital and got to see my son right away. My mom and um, my really close friend of mine and her mom drove up a couple days later or a day later um, just for an extra support team to have people there. Um, And so when I got to see him, he was all tubed up, had a ventilator, had this like like a cooling cap on his head so it Hmm. looked like a bunch of ice packs all over his head and then like this um i'm trying to use my hands like you guys can see me uh like a little you know when you go tanning and there's that or when you're tanning outside and there's oh, like aluminum have, like, the yeah the reflective stuff so it was oh, basically the like same the thing but movies. over their head okay. yeah um and so just kind of covering it making it dark and he had things over his eyes and like a like an astronaut helmet pretty much thing that goes around him? okay yeah but it like was reflective right okay and so ideally the cooling cap and all that stuff it was to help slow his brain down and to help prevent the seizures he was on phenobarbital he was on other medication um and he was on the ventilator so because he wasn't able to breathe on his own two days later i think we were able to take him off the ventilator because he was actually breathing before the vent could you know do it so that was awesome and slowly but surely it was not until the eighth day when I actually got to hold Blaze. And so I was just like holding, he was holding my finger basically the entire time where I was trying to keep my hand on him Mm -hmm. and just give him as much good, positive energy as I could. You know, any prayers that were happening all around me from friends, family, you know, extended family, whatnot, we were just trying to put as much energy into Blaze. Just going through that finger. Yeah, just going through that finger. Just like, you can do this, buddy. We're right here with you. The way that Providence has their NICU set up is their private rooms. So it's quite nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they have showers and a washer and dryer all in the NICU floor. And they have like a little cot so you can actually stay with them. Um, but they also have um, what's called the Hickle House, um, which is basically like a hotel for patients who have been there for a long time. And so instead of, but they don't really need to be in their room. They're just doing either cancer treatment or whatever. Unfortunately, I'm very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's never fun. Yeah. But it is a nice community of support totally. extra people mm-hmm. there they have everyone is there mm-hmm. like the, it's all the parents of the kids that are needing nice. to either be close to the hospital or whatever and so it is right. it's like you're living in the same building as all these other parents that are going through such similar, similar. circumstances mm-hmm. yeah That's yeah 
Was he full term? He was. Okay. Yeah, he was. They were surprised to even have a full term baby in the NICU. Mm-hmm. But because of the seizures, seizures um, that they needed to have him there. And I'm really thankful to have Providence and that access to mm-hmm. that type of a hospital. Um, and the doctors were super informative. They spoke English to you mm. rather Not than medical terms. Right. Medical yeah. terms where you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, and they really promoted like breastfeeding for the moms. So even though you couldn't actually breastfeed your child they taught me how to pump for my son they taught they froze my milk so that when they could give him that they would Mm -hmm. so that's how he was able to get fed Mm. um and so yeah it was cool cool. and then they taught me how to nurse yeah so what was the what was the reason that all of that happened like what caused all of that that's still fully unknown. Okay. The best thing that I can really say is the lack of oxygen and a really stressful uh, labor. Gotcha. Being in labor, your pregnancy for- wasn't complicated or anything, right? Not really. Um, they, I did have to see a OBGYN in Anchorage a couple times because Blaze had enlarged kidneys in utero. Oh. And then one of them shrunk down, and then the other one, actually, by the time he was born, came back to normal size. Um, So I did have another high-risk OBGYN, and I got the most high-risk OBGYN in town that I could find that would take cases just to make, just in case. Yeah, just to make sure. (laughs) Um, That everything was okay for us. But we didn't expect anything with a seizure. Right. or yeah, anything like no, that yeah. like I just expected okay possible enlarged kidneys we'll monitor if they have to do something then they will do it at that time but that was it well and I I imagine that most mothers right unless you know for sure something is wrong like you never expect something no. to go wrong you yeah. know like you don't want to think about that of course not yeah I mean I was a huge baby when they put Charlotte under, like, Charlotte was born jaundiced, so (laughs) third day that she was alive or something like that, they had to put her under the lights, and so she was just, like, in one of those little bassinet things, but Mm -hmm. under the lights, and I could not take her out, I could not touch her, like, she had to be under there until, like, unless I was feeding her, and then immediately she needed to go back under there as soon as she was done feeding, you know, nursing, and... I was a huge baby. I was just, like, bawling when we got there. I was like, I don't want to. I, like, I don't want her to not be able to hold her. Like, so I can't even imagine, like, eight days before you got to hold him. That's crazy. That's yeah, insane. It was. I can't imagine. You didn't have any breakdowns? Not that I, I feel can like recall. Cheyenne's mentality, Ooh. though, is, like, this is what we have to do, so we're going to do it. Like, yeah. it's not ideal, <laughs> right? but I'm here, and yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. See, I have that same mentality, but with lots of tears. <laughs> <laughs> with lots of tears. Oh, I'm a super emotional person. <laughs> Just ask my parents. <laughs> but if, like, when it comes down to it, I'm like, okay, these are the cards that were dealt. All right, let's, let's face this head on. What do I got to do? Yeah. Like, if I... And so that during that time period, I don't remember getting super emotional or um, like, obviously, I was scared. Yeah. But at the same time, I still had that same mentality of like, I got to be strong. I've got to be strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
this is, I have to do this for not only myself, but for my son who cannot speak for himself. He can't do things for himself. He's just sitting there. I know. They're so tiny. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, for a long time, I was so, I took photos, but I didn't want to share those photos. Yeah. For the honestly, it was like three years I didn't share any photos of Blaze in the NICU mm-hmm. until he turned four, and then I was like, "Why am I? Why? Yeah. Why? Why would I keep that? Like, why? But I didn't want people to see that bad part or feel bad or mm-hmm. give me any like sympathy stuff. Oh my gosh, I didn't know or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay." Yeah. It's it's life. We'll be yeah. all it life's us at one point or another. Yeah. <laughs> so Well, how long was he there? How long was he at that? Uh like twelve days. Twelve days, okay. Yeah. The social worker thought we were gonna be there for like two months. Dang. And he was there for twelve days and then we got to take him home. Nice. Which was awesome. And he just stayed on the seizure medicine, right, for a little while, but did he I don't remember. Did he have seizures once you guys got home? No, thank goodness. Yeah. I probably would have freaked out at that point. Yeah. <laughs> then then I probably, scared. that would have been the breaking point <laughs> of actually being like, there's no doctor around. Right. Because when you're there, you have a team mm-hmm. of nurses this, that's and so doctors. That's scary. And leaving the hospital, you're like, is. I gotta do this on my own. Right. Like, you I, expect me to do this? I've never it's, done this before. <laughs> <laughs> think you're gonna let me take her home? Are you crazy? Like, I don't know what to do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I had the exact same feeling of like, God, I can't wait to be out of here. But also, but I'm like, I could stay here for another night. Maybe, though. yeah, like maybe we'll just stay here. <laughs> exactly. They bring me water. <laughs> They'll change her diaper for me. <laughs> yeah. There's someone to hold her if I need to like go to the bathroom. Or like, do you remember how like terrifying that little stuff was in the beginning? Like, what if I have to shower? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I do remember showering being like really hard. Yes. Like, just being so home alone now. with her, like, how do I shower? <laughs> like, this, <laughs> like, sitting on the couch, like, I could do this. No. Mm. No. But it's like, that. nope, because I can't see her. I know she's just sleeping, but right. I can't see her. See, and I don't have, I never had that. Yeah. Because I've always had a village. My True. parents have always been there. Yeah. Like, I lived with my parents when I had Blaze. born, yeah. So oh, if okay. I needed something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every morning, my dad would want Blaze. Yeah. Every morning, my mom would want Blaze. Like, they would be like, oh, this is our time. Dad. Yeah. So I had some time. Yeah. But even with Max, it was a little different because mm-hmm. it's a different child. Now I'm living without my parents. So then that's when things kind of changed. But yeah. in the very beginning, it was like, I'm so glad I have this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, and Stephen was super helpful, too. But I mean, I think he had like two weeks off of work versus my like... 10 mm-hmm. so it was like okay it was great for two weeks and then after that like I was terrified for him to leave mm-hmm. like because of that because it's like well what if I have to do anything mm-hmm. and just, like I can't you know mm-hmm. I was just terrified mm-hmm. and then of course after you do it the you know the first couple of days and then it's just whatever like it becomes normal you figure it out but yeah it was definitely like mm-hmm. scary in the beginning mm-hmm so yeah. tell us about Blaze now. 
He's so fun. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's doing awesome. Like, he's 11. He's in kindergarten now, so he's mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is insane. You ain't lying. <laughs> it's so crazy. Four foot tall, 55 he's pounds. Huge. Yeah, like, he is so tall. I've seen him for I didn't realize he was so five. tall. He's Holy five. Cow. He's taller than pretty much every kindergartner in his class. Maybe every first grader and the first grader. <laughs> <laughs> like, he'll be the kid. Ma'am, I need to see his ID. He's 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Um, but, yeah, so Blaze, um, he, I never thought that after the seizures that we were going to have any other, We I didn't know if the seizures caused anything to his brain. Right. From after leaving Providence, we monitored for a year. We were on the phenobarbital for a year, monitoring the seizures, making sure it wasn't going to happen again. And then he he didn't need the seizure medication, so they took him off. We were doing physical therapy for a year just to make sure he was meeting his milestones. He met most of his milestones. So things progressed normally. And then when he turned two, two and a half-ish, I started seeing, you know, he was just a little different, you know, just when getting really, he loves music mm-hmm. and loves to like dance. always has, has loved music. Always. <laughs> um, gets it from his mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he would watch like shows and then start doing like this jumping pattern where he is and now I know it as physical stimulation he is physically stimulating himself um and so just, just while he was watching tv or something like that he mm-hmm. would just he'd start jump. jumping up and down and then he would start vocalizing like the word or not a word but like a sound like uh, oh, okay. as he's jumping and so he's either like and we're still trying to figure out why, figure out why he does that, because he still does that to this day. And he started doing that when he was two. Yes, at about two and a half. Um, and then at three, um, when the boys were three and two, um, I left their father, and I started putting him into speech therapy and physical because th- the biggest thing was he didn't talk okay. he would point to things so he could gesture where things were at he has a ridiculously good memory like memory like an elephant <laughs> like whoo that kid's great and bad <laughs> but um so yeah, because their father wasn't, he was just in denial of a lot of different things and wouldn't allow us to go back to different things. And anyway, that's a different life story. <laughs> yeah. um, so in speech is where we noticed a l- more behavioral things or social things. Um, and then I got him, they, through the speech therapist, they were like, have you heard of Child Find? And I'm like, no, I don't really know what child find is because they were asking about specific daycare programs or things like mm-hmm. that. I've always had my mom, so she's always yeah. been there to take care of the boys while I work so that I can still have a career, still support the family, that kind of thing. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not sure what child find is. She's like, it's through the school district program. And you take your child there and they run them through a series of tests, a hearing test, a visual test. Um, just knowing their colors, right. different things, watching them in um, interact with things. 
And so she said, it would, I think it would be good to take him there and then they could possibly integrate you with the preschool program through the school district. So I took him there. That was probably the most emotional day of that beginning of that journey mm-hmm. of that life. Oh, well, how old was he when you did that? Three. Okay. Um, Why was it emotional? Is it because you were seeing, you were actually visually seeing like tests that he couldn't do, or like what was the entire process? He it was too overstimulating for him. Oh, okay. So, so he, couldn't he, he couldn't even. Okay. But luckily, there was this amazing speech therapist who came out and we were in the hallway and I'm like sitting there bawling (laughs) like I'm I'm like I'm so sorry they're like no don't apologize it's okay he probably just needs a one-on-one testing right so let's schedule this but then she brought these little like moon beads (laughs) and because she noticed that he was very sensory they picked up on that and I had no clue of like what it was I think that was part of your emotion was that they were picking up on stuff that maybe you hadn't Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That aha of, oh, maybe this could Why really help. Why didn't I notice right. sooner? Why didn't I see this? Oh, I have that mom guilt all yeah. the time, especially because yeah. of a working mom. It's the worst. Now mom I'm guilt. emotional. Mom, mom guilt? Dude, the worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. I wish it wasn't a thing, but it's a thing. It's t- Every, I like right, she was just right saying, now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was just saying. Um, every morning, Charlotte tells her not yeah. to go to work. Every single morning, <sighs> she looks at me and goes, "Mommy, don't go to work." And she's not. She doesn't get emotional. She's not crying or anything. Yeah. Like that she's like, don't, she, she doesn't just, need to be. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> right. it's enough, right? It's like, yeah. oh, Max has been doing that. My youngest will do that, and he's uh. four, and he's like, "Do you go to work today?" He's like, "Where do I get to go?" And I'm like, "You gotta go to Grandma's, buddy." <sighs> <laughs> you gotta go to work <laughs> yeah <sighs> I want you to go to work I'm like I gotta make money so you can have toys okay <laughs> like you want them toys <laughs> gotta go to work I kind of yeah. relate it to something that he'll actually understand yeah. Right. Yeah. the food the house doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, it doesn't the matter. car pff, forget <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> the toys okay, right yeah. on the money that's what we need you can go <laughs> yeah so but after that, it started the journey of of where we're at now and what we did. So through they did a one-on-one testing with them, and they were like, yep, I think he would be a really good fit to be in the program with the school, me not even knowing that it is a special ed preschool program. Oh, okay. So then I get integrated into the life of what an IEP is, and it's an individual evaluation plan individual education plan education plan i think don't quote me on that i'm still new <laughs> we're at kindergarten I'm guys still i still knew knew. <laughs> <laughs> to conferences are at the end of the week <laughs> but so and at his first iep meeting with his special needs teacher is where they come out and they're like so have you heard about autism and my heart sinks, mm-hmm. and I start bawling. So that's the second most emotional day of my yeah, life yeah. in this journey. And was it something? I'm I'm curious because I I know other people who have autistic children, and mm-hmm. their their process through it was like I I know that this is a possibility, but it wasn't something that they ever like 
would say out loud or admit to themselves or think about. And then when someone finally said it to them, that's why it was like, I've known this the whole time, but now you're telling me that. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. like a, it's now it's become, it comes everything from this moment on is different. It's concrete. Yeah. 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 And, and that was, I knew there was something. I knew Blaze was just Blaze. He was different. Um, We couldn't go to grocery stores or specific things, things would be overstimulating. So I would avoid those things or I would avoid taking my children to birthday parties. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know if my child would freak out. Yeah. I think the only birthday party I go to is Jubies. <laughs> 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 because there's family there and they know. Right. The, the, I, don't, I won't feel the judgment. Right. That I feel a lot. Um, but... After that, it started the journey of actually confirming that diagnosis because the teacher can say one thing, but they still have you. The diagnosis that they put him on was an early childhood developmental delays, which is such a broad broad. thing. Mm -hmm. And even autism is a very broad thing. Um, So it's actually finally this year I got, we got his diagnosis was it this year or last year oh gosh the years are but (laughs) it took a long time to finally get him confirmed no it was this february because i had to have we had to go to a psychologist yeah we had to go to a psychologist in anchorage to finally evaluate blaze look at blaze and they can't really diagnose it at three because we already saw a psychologist in town Mm -hmm. um who was great and he's like but he just doesn't meet the criteria but it's also it's hard to tell yeah so early on in their lives yeah yeah they're like it's hard to tell bring him back in two years and i'm like you want me to wait two years (laughs) (laughs) exactly i want to start doing stuff about this now yeah yeah and so it just evolved into so he has two diagnoses he's adhd and he's autistic um and he is a high functioning autistic but he still needs assistance and help and prompting i'm just so thankful for his current uh, kindergarten teacher um and special ed teacher who is she found something in blaze that has clicked and he enjoys school he enjoys to read was he that can such a relief oh yeah it's huge <laughs> i'm like you're moving with me right anywhere i go you're coming with me right <laughs> please i know that's not realistic but that's <laughs> but how it. great for his first year though yeah like his first legit year of school to mm-hmm. find to find that that's oh yeah because really cool. there was multiple times even taking him to a familiar place the first school which was great the teacher was awesome she pointed out many things that I didn't even see or and that's a thing that happens you just don't you see what you see and then other other perspectives are great to find because they to help you see something in a different light. Mm-hmm. But um, he would still have giant meltdowns dropping him off. On the floor, crying, taking like 30, 40 minutes. There was times where he was withdrawing so much from school that he would fall asleep because he was so... We, we were thinking that might be so tired from um, 
from crying freak out yeah. from the from the meltdown yeah mm-hmm. when you have a panic attack or an anxiety yeah, it attack just takes it, out it of you. takes everything yeah. out of you and so and i've you know i've had my own and so it's like i'm like this is crazy and this last year before going into kindergarten they did a behavioral analysis on him and they were talking about how they see signs of withdrawal they see signs of anxiety i got those and then they see signs of depression Mm. and i'm like what my five-year-old child is showing signs of being depressed who's normally really happy really go lucky but when the meltdowns hit mm-hmm. and he is not understanding what is happening around him, that's being depressed. Like, that was number three. <laughs> most emotional day yeah. of my life. Right. Like, and I'm, per- I'm sure I've had plenty of others. But in this journey, like, those were the, the I'm, that, like, hit hard because yeah. I've suffered with depression. Yeah. I've suffered with my own anxiety. Yeah. And to know that, like, your five-year-old yeah, is not right. that. That's crazy. Yeah. Can develop that, and yeah. it can start that early. Right. And so it makes it even more profound as a parent to make sure that what I'm doing for my child and around my child is not affecting his mental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's something we don't even think about as parents. You're like, I just want to feed him, keep him alive, you know. Right, yeah. Make sure you Potty train, <laughs> all the things. Yeah. Cross off all the milestones. Yeah. But you don't think about the emotional side of things because they're kids. They should be happy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it was like such a huge thing to even find that out. And so because of in this classroom, he is there on such a strict routine and he is key on routine. Yeah. He routine is key for most autistic autistic kids and adults and whoever. Um so it's been an amazing just like he's a completely different child in school which is great. I'm glad. I wanted him to love school and love education because if he f- likes to learn he'll be able to function as an adult, I feel like, as long as we get him into what he likes and find him some type of job-related that is along those lines. So, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of life story, but <laughs> that's Blaze now, pretty much. He's he's obsessed with, he has his, like, a lot of kids, but, you know, autism in general, they... Um, develop these I guess the best word I can find is obsessions or likes of things attachments yeah and squid squid (laughs) he has decided we need a pet squid he's like a stuffed animal squid yeah no and it's that stuffed animal squid is now no longer like good enough we need a legitimate a real squid every day he's been asking to go to the pet store I took him to the pet store the other day was no squid there no squid there i thought it would be logical yeah, and i like, could connect the dots sorry, man no squid no squid so now it's going back to the aquarium because i took him to seward oh. this year Dang and it, giant. Took, i know <laughs> i created a monster but i knew he would love it yeah and i loved yeah. it too <laughs> i could be a kid with my kids yeah we spent literally all day in that aquarium Mm-hmm, I bet. Uh, we left for a little bit, had lunch, and then came right back. Because <laughs> it's a day pass, so they allow you mm, to. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I, it, 
I'm not going to. We'll be here all day. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We'll be here. We'll be using this. Um, Yeah. So. So funny. He he wants a squid. He wants a squid. He loves ocean animals. He's super smart. So cute. And then he wants a squid and he wants to play the double bass. So the big string Mm -hmm. bass. In the orchestra is his <laughs> instrument of choice. That's a weird live. I don't know. <laughs> so, and he watched a lot of Fantasia when uh-huh. we were, when he was little. And uh-huh. I liked Fantasia. I loved the orchestra. I played mm-hmm. violin, but I fell in love with the cello. And then I did show him the two, the brothers that play the cello. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. seen those guys? So. Oh my gosh, they're amazing look them up they'll do different covers but they're classically trained but they now just do cover songs of like pop songs or rock songs but on their cello and they are not bad looking (laughs) 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 but also amazing and so I was showing them showing the boys as a joke I'm like you guys are gonna be these two watch it (laughs) um and he liked the cello for a while but I don't know all of a sudden then he liked the banjo but right now it's the bass (laughs) he loves banjo music like any type of bluegrass interesting yeah but now it's it's officially the bass is his instrument of choice so I'm working on getting a bass <laughs> first i want to buy a house so that i can right, have a music right. room so for us to yeah to play the bass and i can do my music stuff max can mm-hmm. hopefully join us in with music he likes to sing so that'll yeah, work yeah i mean Judy could sing oh yeah <laughs> we'll totally have a family band i'm ready for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're i'm bl- building up you know alonso's got the recording stuff we'll make it happen yeah. i was like what could i i could dance so go around giving everyone snacks good job guys (laughs) candy (laughs) candy (laughs) yes so funny um well what about uh max have you were you like at all like worried like absolutely yeah absolutely (laughs) i took him to child find this year I recommend it to anybody to take your child there because you never know what you won't see. He passed all of the milestones. And actually, that same assessment is what they assess other peers to go into the peer enrichment program through the school school district. So that is the program that I have Max in right now. And he's integrated at Nordale Elementary in the special needs class, but he is a peer. So he's there to help the other kids. That yes. That is so cool. As well as they get to learn about children with differences. Yeah. They get to learn about the inclusion of how to include them. Which is really cool because I'm trying to think back to like being in elementary school or just school in general. I feel like that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. It was like you had, you know, we were in class and mm-hmm. then there was a special ed class. It was very mm-hmm. much like but there separate. was yeah, right. there, there was wasn't no much interaction. There's very little interaction and inclusion I felt like when I like you yeah. were saying when we were growing up, it was they would take them to certain things, mm-hmm. but yeah. it wasn't across mm-hmm. the board. And Blaze gets to go to his regular kindergarten class at least 3 if not more times a week and I could be mistaken on the actual times but I get updates on yeah he did great at circle time in the regular kindergarten class he did this oh it's great it's great (laughs) but some days are hard yeah some days are hard and I don't that 
it's all about learning the triggers and especially with having max so close in age to blaze i was worried well because you so you were finding out about blaze they're what a year apart yeah 13 months girl um you ain't lying (laughs) (laughs) um so having finding out all that stuff about blaze when he was three i mean you've Mm -hmm. got one just a year behind him you're probably Mm -hmm. like i i would assume at least i would be thinking the same thing right like yeah, I was well, watching he, both of them easily, yeah. very closely. Yeah. Um, but you could clearly tell that Max was not similar in right. the in in the signs that in we the, saw. Yeah. Um, with Blaze, the thing with Max that really brought wanted me to bring him to Child Find is his speech. Okay. He um, and it, sometimes it's hard for me to understand him, or I'll have him re-say things, um, but. It was reassuring to know that his speech was developing for a normal three-year-old. Some They have like certain letters that they, there's like a letter chart. And so they will, if they can say these letters by two, it's great. If they can say these letters or, or pronounce them in their words, mm-hmm. then you're okay. And he was meeting the criteria for a three-year-old and on. So it made me feel, or four-year-old now. Um, made me feel better that and so for the peer enrichment program they have to be potty trained they have to be able to communicate what they want and under the teacher has to be able to understand and I think there was something else but oh maybe it's just an age requirement but those were the two main things and with Max as Blaze was growing and as they were growing together there was a constant worry of will Max pick up on the behaviors that Blaze is doing just because he sees Blaze doing it? Mm-hmm. Is it like a conscious thing? I'm curious, yeah, about that. If that has happened or just how you feel Max, you know, does he just perceive Blaze as his brother? Or do you, you know, like, um, does he, do you think he picks up on the fact that maybe my brother is a little bit different? I think now he does, yeah. especially that he's older. Mm -hmm. Um, He realizes that he's like, oh, you know, I'm listening, but brother's not. Oh. Or uh, brother's having a really bad day today. Oh. Um, But then he feeds up on, they feed off of each other's energy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love my kids. I love my kids. (laughs) So he picks up on that. But then I also see that... He has done or tried to do the jumping thing mm-hmm. because Blaze is doing the jumping thing because he sees that Blaze is getting attention. That's one oh. thing that I've struggled with in Max is that he sees his brother getting all of this attention and stuff and therapies and this and, and he that. Gets to go places and, and see he's like, and... why me? Why not me? Mm-hmm. I want play therapy. Mm-hmm. I want this. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, I've been trying to integrate him into things Different that are his things. own, mm-hmm. but that are similar to what his brother gets to do. So he feels, so he doesn't feel left out. Yeah. Which is tough. Yeah. When you have a child with... Well, it's almost impossible, right, to to, to pay just as much attention to him because he doesn't need it in the same way that Blaze Exactly, does. yeah. So I have to be very intentional with how I spend my time with Max mm-hmm. or very intentional about how I say things to Blaze so it's not... Um, but he... 
so it doesn't offend Max or vice versa. Right, yeah. Because um, Blaze, he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. It's Blaze's world. We're just living in it. Yeah. Um, but Max, he's emotional like I am. Yeah. Very emotional. Um, and so there's been many, well, I shouldn't say many, but a few breakdowns that I've seen him like completely black out. And I just see it. and But he's just crying and just going, trying to. And it's some people would say it's a temper tantrum and you should probably spank your child for it. I view it as the he's an emotional child. There is, is a trigger. To do. Right. There yeah. is a trigger that happened here and he is trying to work through it, but he doesn't understand how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's my job to understand how to help him <clears throat> work through it. And not just your child's misbehaving, you need to beat your child or give them a spanking or whatever it is. I would definitely say if there's any downside to being a parent, it's other people's opinions. Oh, absolutely. You being a parent, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't think of one thing that's bad about being a parent except for. Or Other just not being, co- like, being in an environment where you're not confident enough to, like, I feel like yeah. I've been in situations where I'm like, this is what I want to do, but there's so many other people around mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. is that what I should do? Yeah. And so you're, like, oh, second-guessing yeah. yourself yeah. of, well, yeah, I should do that because this is my child, but then at yeah. the same time, you're like, yeah, but I know that I will hear consequences of mm-hmm. them chiming yeah. in or and it's like, I just don't want to go there. Oh, yeah. That's a huge thing in parenting. It's hard. Yeah. Um, just walking on the plane with Charlotte, I'm getting those People looks are like, oh, God, great, a child. You know, a kid. Yeah. Looking at their empty seat. Like, yeah. Just terrified or like. She's going to sit next to them. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's just, you feel so. I had so much anxiety about flying with her. And it wasn't because I was worried about what she was like going her. to do. I knew right. I could handle anything she did, which, by the way, she was great. You know, she was totally fine. But it was what. Are people, you know, if she does this, are people going to be angry with me? Mm-hmm. Like, if she cries, yeah. are people going to be upset? Like, how do I get her to not cry? Right. You know, like, that should be something that you think about when you're already stressed out and yeah. by yourself, like, traveling cross-country, yeah. you know? But it is. I agree. But it puts pressure on you, and I feel like the kids will feel that energy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's the biggest thing is to try to stay as calm as you can in that situation and so I guess yeah that's my that would be my question how do you how do you handle like those type of public situations two ways (laughs) (laughs) avoidance (laughs) is the first one because I will be fully and I I feel bad because I feel like in some of my personal relationships with people that I consider friends I feel like I'm a bad friend Because I don't want, and I know they're not going to judge me because they Mm -hmm. know me and Mm -hmm. they've been, you know, most of my friends have seen the entire thing develop with Blaze and we've talked about it and things and, but yeah, it's, I just, I'm like, okay, we'll pick and choose. We'll decide which one we can go to or what. Mm -hmm. And if it's, if, if it's a great day or if I'm not working or whatnot, I will try to make it. And now I really want to 
expose and go to those things so I don't feel like I'm being a bad friend. Mm -hmm. Um, But two is preparation. Yeah. I have to mentally prepare myself as well as Blaze and the everybody who's involved. involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll talk about things about, you know, I had to take Blaze on the plane to go to Anchorage to get him evaluated. I was so nervous about how he was going Mm -hmm. to be on that plane, how he was going to react in the airport. Was he going to (laughs) bolt? And he did it. (laughs) So what do you do? You leave your bags and you run for your kid. Like, and it was the same thing. Like, and I had to keep a hand on him the entire time because he gets curious Mm -hmm. and gone in 60 <laughs> seconds like <laughs> i love the kid yesterday he stripped in literally like, pick him up uh that's why i go to the gym <laughs> so like, i can try big. to keep like up with his like, weight yeah and scoop him up. I, yeah it's 55 pounds <laughs> and counting but i can and i still do I just really brace myself and thank goodness for these thunder thighs (laughs) because there's no way. My mom still tries and she's four foot nothing, maybe 90 pounds or 95 pounds soaking wet, like super tiny. Um, But she still does because she loves her blaze and loves her max. I'm like, mom, you're going to break your backs. Chill out. Um, She'll stop when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it's. I'm not going to lie, I, I, I get anxious. I get an- My anxiety peaks when we're having to travel or go to events or go to the grocery store mm-hmm. or go to something that I would think is fun, Yeah. but I have to rethink of, and I'm sure Max would think it's fun, and I'm like, oh, Blaze would love it. But are there going to be lots of people there? Mm-hmm. Should, do I go during a busy time? I try to go either first thing when that thing opens or like or at the very end yeah when it's getting ready to close and there's people leaving and stuff but then I don't want to feel rushed right because if my son likes it (laughs) yeah he's not gonna want to leave he ain't gonna want we're gonna have a meltdown leaving Mm -hmm. and um so it's it's all about strategy and trying to figure out what's how that I basically play it day by day because each day is going to be different. I'm not sure that I'm not going to, or I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, I'm not, it's each day is if he got sleep that night, great. It'll probably be a really good day. If he woke up at two in the morning and was up for two hours because his mind was so crazy and he was physically stimming into his bed because he will literally jam his head into his bed and do convulsions for like, 30 minutes and then he'll stop and then do it again and then he'll start running these verbal scripts because his memory is so Mm -hmm. good good Mm -hmm. yeah that he starts scripting out shows he's seen or Mm -hmm. something that a book that he's read he loves dr seuss rhyming books so Mm -hmm. like fox and socks or (laughs) i don't want it (laughs) (laughs) green eggs and ham ham. yeah (laughs) i can't have it here or there i can't have it anywhere he'll say and i'm like yep well i need you to put your clothes on we gotta go home like (laughs) and he yesterday he stripped in Two seconds. I swear, took off his <laughs> pants so quick, and Eddie. took off his he took off his pants and a shirt at the same time. I put them on. I turn around, <laughs> and then I turn back around to look at him, and he took them off and bolted. 
<laughs> into the room. And he's like, I'm not going home. I don't want to go home anymore. And I'm like, we got to go home. It's a thing. Let's put our clothes on. Come on. But he's getting so strong yeah. that I'm like, it's tough to try to wrangle him and keep him. So there's different tactics, and I've learned them through trial and error. Trial and error. Amazing ABA therapists, amazing uh, occupational therapists, speech therapists of how to, it's amazing what your child can teach you about communication. When you have a child in general, not just an autistic child, you realize how, well, I shouldn't say not everybody realizes it. Yeah. But I realized that I had to change how I was communicating to my son so that he could better understand what I was trying to communicate. Yeah. I had to either, and whether it was being in literally in his face, looking in his eyes, having him look at my eyes, and Max will do it. Blaze, look in my eyes, look in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's too funny. <laughs> But that's the way that if he's not looking in your eyes, he most likely did not hear what you said because he's either tuning he's in out. hearing everything else that's exactly. going on. Yeah. So I, I learned a lot about this, you know, just this in, throughout the last five years of him being alive just in general, just about communication. Yeah. And I feel like it's helped me be a better person and better employee at work mm -hmm. as well as a, at a better mom. Yeah. And I'm going to still continue to learn because that's the only way he'll learn. We're all going to grow. There's going to be, I feel like with every new age, there's going to be a new challenge and a like, new thing. Sure. Yeah. You get over one, you go to the next. Yeah. Um, I've seen in both of the boys, Max regressed a little bit because Blaze didn't want to do something or he didn't see Blaze doing it. So mm -hmm. he's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. It's the potty training thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we still struggle with that with Blaze. Mm -hmm. He is still in pull-ups. Yeah. And I'm going to admit it. Yeah. It's a struggle. He has no interest in it. Yeah. I've tried different things. I still ask for, you know, anything that people have tried I will try and go we've got a couple things under our tool belt that I'm trying to wrangle to try to get him interested in even yeah. doing it because right now he couldn't care less but that's super common in autistic children right the potty training thing because I one of at least one of the other people I know that has an autistic child her daughter was in yeah diapers pull-ups for I mean, I think in long. any special needs, especially when it has to involve with like Asperger's, any mental, mm -hmm. you know, stuff and probably even physical disabilities, too. Mm -hmm. Like it's any type of it's it's a struggle because you're trying to focus on so many things and trying to get them up to so many goals in so many areas that there has to be an area that right. will decrease. Yeah. But. We well, especially, and I mean, just in any kid, if they don't have interest in it, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't going to happen, <laughs> yeah. them, no matter how much you try. But it's, so we're trying that, but it'll, it'll take its time. Yeah, it'll mm -hmm. happen but when I've, it happens. You know, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Only time will tell. So what would you tell... Um, I know you said you're new to this, but what would you tell any other parent that's oh having 
I was literally thinking that. <laughs> Do you want to finish what no. I was going to say? <laughs> Twinning. <laughs> what, what would you tell a new parent that is maybe seeing those signs or, you know, like, um, or they know that their child is autistic, mm-hmm. they just got the diagnosis, or they mm-hmm. are seeing the signs and they maybe think that the their child may be autistic. Like, what would you tell a, new, a, a brand new parent? You said you're mm-hmm. new, but what about, a, like, a brand yeah. spanking new parent? I feel like I'm new. <laughs> but I guess I'm not. But, yeah. Um, two things. Don't blame yourself. You did nothing wrong. You just did what, especially a mom, like the dads, you did your job. Appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but you did nothing wrong when you they had that baby in your womb. You just tried to keep them safe, and you were trying to make the best decision for your child. And two, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It's never too late. I thought it was too late. But I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I found the strength inside me to do it and realize I don't have all the answers but I for a long time did blame myself because my son was autistic because I had a fear during the entire pregnancy of I didn't want an autistic child I didn't want I was like I don't want and so this we're going to get on a topic that is going to be pretty hard for a lot of people to listen to vaccinations there and I'm going to be an advocate for the people in the middle because I had a huge fear of what if I'm going to create my autistic child yeah so I did not vaccinate plays and I was a huge advocate for non-vaccinations trying to do everything all natural and I still do everything pretty much all natural as much as I can but there's only so many things I can control. Right, yeah. So for the people that are on the fence or still, and there's really tough arguments. It's a tough argument to talk about. But there's a lot of information on both sides of the coin. And so it's really easy to be really concrete about one side or the other. And I didn't vaccinate my kid and I still have an autistic child. So I thought that maybe it was just me thinking about not having, not wanting that, that it created that. I don't know what created that. There's no, yeah, there's no way of knowing. But now I have gotten him up to date, but it's been tough. Yeah. Especially now because he creates a distrust with doctors and stuff mm-hmm. because we've gone to so many. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. relates those with, I'm going to get poked with a needle mm-hmm. today. Yeah. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. Or they're going to have to restrain me. Oh, yeah. I bet that's mm-hmm. the worst. And that is tough as a mom because who wants to restrain your own child because you know this is would be something that's good for him. Mm-hmm. But... At the very beginning, both of my children were not vaccinated because I was scared. And I had a fear that I was going to create it. And then turning out that it just happened anyway. Yeah. So just for the people that, you know, are just now getting into that process, it's okay. It'll be a journey. 
you'll go, you'll get through it. Have a support system. Have people around you that love you and that will support your decisions. Get rid of the toxicity because that toxicity can blind you and also kind of keep you in like a little locked room where you don't want to go for help or don't want to ask for help because you feel like it's going to hurt more. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just grateful that I did ask for help. And each day is a struggle, but we try to do the best we can. And some days are better than others. And (laughs) just got to stay as positive as much as possible. I do this routine with my boys, and I took it from an actual branch manager that does it with her son, who is autistic. and he is now like 14 but every morning she says uh carter it's a great day to have a great day so go get yourself one and i say it i say boys what do we say it's a great day to have a great day (laughs) i'm having juby say i'm juby what do we say (laughs) good day (laughs) that'll work (laughs) that'll work (laughs) but just in that mentality of before we go anywhere how we start the day we can choose to decide whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day, no matter the situation. And some days will just break you down. And it's okay mm-hmm. to be broken and be that. But don't stay there. Let yourself grow from that situation. Because if you stay there, you're not going to get out. It just gets harder to get out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Bennett done it. <laughs> so. Um. Do you have any support system outside of your family? Are you part of any Facebook groups or, yeah? Yeah, actually, I'm a part of a couple Facebook groups, um, ADHD community, um, a very special, edu- uh, I don't know. There's a couple, <laughs> there's a lot of Facebook groups yeah. out there. Basically find one that. Yeah, find one that fits your niche. Not everyone, you know, mm-hmm. works out. Some people try to promote their own salesy stuff, but it's nice to s- see that story or you can post about your struggle that you're having right now and they're like, oh, I've done it, try this, do this, or mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, I've found, and this is not, you know, this is just coming from now being in this, that it is easier to talk to a parent who has a special needs child or somebody who has a either sibling or a close relation with somebody with special needs about what's going on because they'll be able to relate or understand a little bit better. They can get it. They can get it rather than you're just doing it wrong. You need to try this or why haven't you disciplined harder? Right. That's a tough one. The discipline. You haven't disciplined your child enough mm-hmm. or your discipline's not right. And that just fumes me. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes me emotional and makes me want to cry. And I'm like, I'm just doing the best I can with yeah. the cards that I've been dealt. Right. Take your judgments mm-hmm. and get the F out. Right. You can either hop on board or get off the train because yeah. regardless, we're moving with or without you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you're incredible. Yes, I hope you you know. Thanks. Thank you so much for sharing that because it's really eye-opening. I think it affects a lot of people, and they just don't. Whether they have an autistic child or Mm -hmm. are a part of a family that Mm -hmm. 
you know, where an autistic child. Or even friends yeah. with yeah. someone like, who has an autistic child. It's relevant child, for yeah. everybody, I feel yeah. like. Definitely. Yeah. So. I agree. Just anybody with any type of differences, it's, mm-hmm. you can get something out of something. <laughs> Maybe my story. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I think not. I think a lot of people are going to relate, actually. So um, I just wanted to ask what your, um, if you are willing to share your Instagram or your Facebook, like your social media stuff, just in case somebody feels um, inclined to reach out, they can, or want more info on the groups you're a part of or anything like that. So totally. So you can find me. I'm going to have to look at this up. (laughs) Um, first name, last name on Facebook. So Cheyenne Torres, Cheyenne spelled like Cheyenne, Wyoming, and then Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. And I think my Instagram is pretty much the same. It's just Cheyenne T7. Because I like the number seven. (laughs) I'm not very creative in that. But it is, it's not a private Instagram, so you can totally follow. Um, I do post on my stories about what's going on in my day to day life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a rant or two, but <laughs> not. <laughs> I try to minimize those. Um, but I try to post just inspiring, mo- motivational things to try to uplift people and also just talk about real stuff of going to therapy that therapy helped me like Mm -hmm. I have a therapist that's how I say sane um in my crazy life I went to counseling today I totally get it yeah (laughs) it's great I'm like if you don't have one you need to um but yeah those are the those are the two places that I usually just share my stuff is on Facebook and Instagram so cool don't be afraid to reach out perfect uh question yes (laughs) okay so this is gonna be funny um so we try and tie all the episodes together by our guest asking a previous guest a question or asking Denise and I a question. So your question was actually to us. And like a day after you um, asked it, we were talking about it, but like secretly we don't kind know of. Each other's, we don't know each other's answers. No. But we do know that we, per- we perceive we the question totally in very different ways. <laughs> Well, it was a quite broad question. So what, so what was your question? I think it was, if you could be anything in the world, what would you be and why? <laughs> Do you want me to start? No, actually, I'm going to start because okay. I think it'll be funner that way. Um, so I took this as, like, job. So I took okay. this as, like, um, what would my, like, my career be if I could be anything, right? So uh-huh. I decided that I have... I narrowed it down to two. I said three, but I have two different answers for that. So (laughs) one is when I was a, um, when I was younger and I was single and didn't have a family and none of that, I would have loved to have been a personal assistant to like a celebrity. Like booking everyone's travel, like taking care of their finances, helping them find houses to buy, like all of that. (laughs) I would have absolutely loved to do that. I couldn't do that now. So that's kind of out the window. Um, (laughs) Just because I'm not going to like, you know, Charlotte and Steven, it just wouldn't work out. (laughs) Um, But so my now today, like dream that's like... probably not even attainable would be to podcast and do this full time and also own a bakery <laughs> on the side. Love, love it. I do love <laughs> it. Cake, cookies, any of that stuff. So that's Frosty. how I interpreted your question. So 
Um, Jordan, why don't you give your answer? (laughs) I did not interpret it that way. Um, (laughs) Mine was like, if I could be anything other than a human, (laughs) what would I be? (laughs) Um, And it was a really hard question for me. I thought about it. It changed my mind a lot. Wait, give your... I want... (laughs) <laughs> okay, my first thought, immediately I was like, I would be a mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd be a mermaid. But then I was like, but Jordan, you don't even like the ocean. Like, the ocean scares me a little bit. It's ginormous and dark. and <laughs> So I was like, no. If I, you know, because I'd be stuck that way. So I was like, no. <laughs> um, so then I decided on... Um, I would be a vampire, 100%. I would be a vampire because, okay, and let me specifically say which type of vampire I would be. I would be, like, interview with the vampire vampire. Oh, yeah, they're the best Yeah, (laughs) yeah. If you haven't watched that movie, you need to go do so right now. Um, So good. Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. Christian Slater. Antonio Banderas. Minnie Kirsten Dunst. Minnie Kirsten Dunst. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Because super girly hair. Yeah. (laughs) One, I would not age. Right. I would just I would just get to live forever. Right. Um also I just feel like a vampire is like the perfect um combo of beautiful and pretty and dark and creepy. So (laughs) I was just that's that's what it would be. Yeah. Um and for those of you who are listening that watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I'm thinking of Drusilla. So I'll just put that out there. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) That was my answer. Love it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So different. Okay. So awesome, though. <laughs> what, so when you posed that question, when you said that question, what were you thinking? I was more thinking kind of, well, either or, honestly. It was just kind of like this broad, like, if I could be anything in the world, like, what would I be? What would you be? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty hard question. It really is. Yeah. If... So profession-wise, maybe something along the lines of music and performing, because I love music, and it's always been my first love. So probably that. Um, Either that or a CEO of a giant leader motivational company. Like, I just love to lead. Um, Not (laughs) (laughs) human-wise. I have this obsession with witches. Mm-hmm. And I want to make spells and be. Yeah, yeah. I want that book. I mean, every <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like if I could be a witch every October mm-hmm. forever for the rest of my life, I would do it. <laughs> like I would trade my soul for that. Um, just because I could do all these cool things and be magic and yeah. legi- legitimately make a squid come out of a book like Blaze One. <laughs> like, mom, we just got to do magic. And I'm like, yeah, okay, totally. That easy. That's if only I could. Yeah. If I was a non human, I would definitely be a witch, but specifically from the Harry Potter mm-hmm. universe. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> Love. If you didn't know that, you Go have to stop to listening. Josh Brown's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Um, well, thank you so much, Cheyenne. It was awesome to get to know you better. Yeah. Um, and, you know. Thanks for having me. You know her pretty I well know already, her. but. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little but bit. But it's good to talk about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey M&Ms, thanks for joining us once again on Mental Maintenance Monday. We wanted to take time to remind you that your story deserves to be told. 
That's right. And you can always reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Mental M Podcast or email us at mmpodcast1 at gmail.com. We love you. Bye.